We'd like to welcome you back to part three of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 29th, 2017. Continuing on um, with the old Muslim expose that we're doing here. And I don't do as much of these as I used to, but I cannot just not stop. I can't just stop talking about this with all the atrocities that are increasingly going on. Uh, that I'm sure the, the, the mainstream 501c3 corporate church for the most part, stays pretty much silent about, you know. And we're going to be looking at that. We're going to be looking at one of the, uh, some of the, oh, how the old mainstream churches in America are yoking up with the Muslims uh, in America. And I, I, I put it later in the study so you, so you could get a little feel for what Islam's all about. If this is the first time you've listened to a study on this, I've probably done more studies on Islam than just about any other uh, subject I've ever reported on. Because there's so much to report on. There's so much goodness, as you can see, to report on. We're going to be looking at that a little bit later. But here's another one. Hor, Ramadan Kilathon, Islamic State murderers 19 civilians in the Philippines as 2,000 people are trapped by Muslim terror groups. So now we go to the Philippines. The bloody, and this just came out yesterday, this report. The bloody jihad in the Philippines receives little media attention. Have you heard much about it? Did you know this was even going on? Not much chance of celebrity tweets calling for unity here. It's, that's that's usually the call for every time there's a Muslim attack. We just all need to unite. Yeah, let's all unite with this with the with the Islam and because that's going to make it all go away. It's, it's going to make it all go away. The majority of Catholic the majority Catholic nation has been under siege by Muslims waging jihad, which is their word for holy war. The Philippines has made extraordinary concessions to the violent Muslim uprising, but as we know, that only leads to more violence and more demands for even in a, in a bigger Islamic state. Worse yet, these white supremacist savages are rewarded. I'm sorry, white supremacist. Supremacist savages are rewarded. The modern-day manifestation of the caliphate, the Muslim caliphate, which is called the Organization of Islamic Cooperation, or the OIC, had observer status in the talks between the Philippine government and the jihadist Moro Islamic Liberation Front. So they're giving them all of these privileges, even though they're waging war on the Philippine people and the government. The Philippines' solution, like all the other governments of the world, typically is, oh, well, let's just give them more concessions. Let's just give them more of what they want, because then maybe that'll make them happy and they won't persecute us as much you know when satan's at the door the last thing you want to do is let him in and give him what he wants that's about as close as i could liken this to because you're not going to be very happy with the outcome if you let him in your house and give him what you hey you want a ham sandwich there satan How, you want some chips with that how about a little, you know, you, how do you like your mustard? The spicy or you want the, just like the regular, uh, you know, regular kind or whatever. Some lettuce on that, maybe a little tomato. I don't know. On their sandwich there. How about a nice, salt, how about a, a, brev, a beverage, like a fresca? I don't know. You don't do that with Satan, do you? Well, that's what all these countries are doing. And they're thinking that appeasing Satan, of course, I really don't believe they think that. I think the New World Order, that controls the com 
countries know exactly what they're doing it and they're doing it all on purpose to destabilize this so that people will eventually beg for a new world order a global government under the antichrist and false prophet who will who will supposedly be the only ones that can make all these problems go away and for a time it will appear that way because they're going to be the only ones on the planet that have ever come about that can truly bring islam and all the other religions under one banner you know how they're going to do that through signs and line wonders and miracles and by supposedly fulfilling a lot of the islamic prophecies that the islamists have been waiting for to be fulfilled because remember at the end of the day islam is a religion and if you can convince those devils in islam that their great awaited whatever's here the fifth imam who they refer to as Oh no, that's the fifth Buddha, I'm sorry. The Imam Mahdi, I'm sorry. The Imam Mahdi is who they're waiting for. They could, If you can convince them that he's the dude, he's the guy, he's the man with the plan, then they'll fall in line and they'll do what he says. And if he says, okay guys, okay, stop the killing for a time here, we gotta, we gotta calm down here, we gotta get on the same page, we gotta have a one world government, one world religion, one world currency, one world everything under any Christ of false prophet. They'll do that. That's what's coming. Okay, so all of this is leading up to that. All of this is setting the stage for that, which is what the Bible says is going to happen. Going further, Muslim terrorists slaughter and the OIC mediates. So they just, oh, well, yeah, Islam, you can go and kill and slaughter. And we'll just, we'll mediate you. Let's interface with one another. Let's dialogue. Because we know you're, you have a voice of reason in your demon-possessed cranium. And that voice, that demon can be reasoned with if we're just nice enough to them. Yeah, and the demon's like, yeah, okay, give us this and give us this. And yeah, we'll do this. And then they get what they want through their Islamic con job. And then they go right back to the same behavior. And then they just, all they're trying to do is strive to get to that third phase that I talked about where they're a majority, where they've bred enough Islamists and they've got enough power and enough weaponry where they can basically subjugate the infidels and kill them or make them uh, convert under penalty of death. That's what they do in every country. That is the only goal. Total subjugation and domination. A worldwide Islamic caliphate. That's their goal. There's no, there's no in between, and there's, it's, this, is, this is their doctrine. The Philippines, a former American protectorate and 95% Catholic country, has to give up territory and share wealth with the jihadi rebels. The geniuses over at the New York Times declares that the eruption in Islamic violence in the Philippines and suicide bombings in Indonesia have found a common bond, ISIS. See, let's all blame it on one faction of Islam because all the other guys are good. They're good guys. Remember when I read you the quote about moderate Islam, how they shelter, breed, protect, you know, fund? No, it's not just ISIS. It is Islam. That is the problem. This is what the narrative they want to paint. No, it's just the radical elements of Islam. It's not Islam itself. Islam itself is obviously a religion of peace. 
yeah, obviously it's a religion of peace. 100%, I mean, let's just look at some of the Quran quotes. Quran 2, 191, slay the unbelievers wherever you find them. That would be you and I, guys. Sorry, we're unbelievers in Islam. Quran 3.28, Muslims must not take the infidels as friends. Quran 3.85, any religion other than Islam is not acceptable. So there's no tolerance there. There's no, there's no you know, in-between. There's no wiggle room. Quran 5.33, maim and crucify the infidels if they criticize, criticize Islam. Um, Quran 8.12, terrorize and behead those who believe in the scriptures other than the Quran. Quran 860, Muslims must muster all weapons to terrorize the infidels. And again, an infidel is a non-believer in Islam. So every other, if you're not Islamic, every other person around you is an infidel that doesn't believe in Islam. Any other religion. and I mean, beyond Christianity, any other religion. But they really, really hate Christians and they really, really, really hate Jews. Those are the ones they really, really, really hate. They have a special hatred for them more than anybody. Um, I'm sure it has nothing to do with all the devils that demon possess them at all. Um, okay, Quran 9.5, when opportunity arises, kill the infidels wherever you find them. Quran 9.30, the Jews and Christians are perverts. Oh, 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 they're one to talk. They're one to talk on that subject. Perverts, okay. The Jews and Christians are perverts, fight them. Uh, Quran 9.123, make war on the infidels living in your neighborhood. Mm, okay. Quran 22.19, punish the unbelievers with garments of fire, hooked iron rods, boiling water, melt their skin and bellies. Now that's, that's personally my favorite there. That's a, that's a nifty one, if you ask me. I mean, that's, you know, they're getting, you know, Allah's getting creative there, when, when I'm saying here. Okay, uh, Quran 47.4, do not hanker for peace hanker wow it's not a word you think you'd see in the quran hanker anyway hanker for peace with the infidels behead them when you catch them they you know they should make shirts islamic shirts with that last part of the verse behead them when you catch them like that catch them just not them them they could why not i think that'd be great if if they put out those shirts and how all the Muslim people in America mass distribute them by the millions. Behead them when you catch them. Infidels. It'll say infidels at the top. Behead them when you catch them. Quran 47.4. On the front and the back, like a placard almost, like, you know, the guys, the guys that used to wear sandwich boards. Why not? At least their, at least their true intentions will be out in the open. Why, why not? At least we, you know, it's right there in the Quran. I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, obviously I see something wrong with them with what I'm saying, but I'm talking about why not get it all out in the open? Why not let the truth all come out? It's right there. The Mail Online uh, the publication wrote on May 28th, ISIS-linked terrorists have murdered 19 civilians in the Philippines, including a woman and a child. This week, 85 people have died in street-to-street battles between the Philippine army and terrorists. Now, there are only 5% of the population there? Because I said it's a 95%. Now, granted, this part, though, this part, oh, uh, yeah. It's mostly Muslim. 
So in other words, there's some cities that are probably like one or two percent Muslim. But there are some cities, and when you get that dynamic where they become dominant, this is what you're going to see break out every single time. You have to understand, it's the demons in them that are inciting them to do this. These are, these are demon-possessed people that are being told by the demons that possess them, go out and do this. You're not a real Muslim. You're not a true Muslim. Show your zeal for Allah. Kill the infidels. Slay them. Subjugate them. Rape their women. Do whatever. This is like a serial killer's dream religion, you know, or, or a pervert's, a pedophile pervert serial killer's dream religion. Because you're sanctioned to do all of that in this religion. You can do all of that. So imagine the, 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 the devils that it would attract. 85 people died. Officials said 19 civilians were murdered by the terror group in the mostly Muslim city of Morari which has a 200,000 people population. Uh, <clears throat> then you have the quote by Philip Haney, former Department of Homeland Security official, 70% of moderate Muslims breed, raise, shelter, and support the other 30% of radical Muslims. That's well known in, the, in Homeland Security. Another false narrative he criticized was the fiction that radical Islamic organizations won't cooperate, especially if they fall on the opposite side of the Sunni-Shiite divide. This is another big thing I've seen. Yeah, but it really matters if it's Shiite or Sunni or Shiite. Yeah, yeah, but hold on. Let's read a little further. Haney stresses that obedience to Sharia law, which he said radicals across the sectarian spectrum are 80% in agreement on, and the desire to impose it upon secular governments was a powerful common interest. Meaning, Sharia law was common ground, even the, Sh the Shia, the Sunni, the Wahhabi, whatever, they all share. They can even, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Well, they can view that as other sects. And, okay, great, get into a position of power, and then you can start fighting again. But until we get there, we have common ground. We're all kind of moving toward the same thing which is imposition of Sharia law. Total subjugation of the infidel, in other words, in society. It's like the solar system and the Sharia is the sun, he said of the Muslim continuum. Meaning, this is Philip Haney, former Department of Homeland Security, said that. So the, there's other, the, the, the solar system is different planets of, of which differ, are different sects of Islam. Shia, Sunni, all these whatever. But the sun is the Sharia. They all have that as a common ground. They all use that as a source of life. In the Quran, I would imagine. The centrality of the Islamic legal code to radicals cannot be overstated, he observed, that of all them, the list opposing Sharia as one of the primary goals and believes strict adherence to Sharia is a defining attribute of true Islamic faith. See, they can all agree on that, which is, you know, pretty scary because they all have that as common ground. This is precisely the understanding that Obama administration aggressively prevented counterintelligent analysts from reaching. Why? Because he was and is a Muslim. 
at heart. So he installed and littered Homeland Security and all of these other governmental department agencies with Muslims. And, and again, it just came out yesterday that one of the main leaks now coming from the Trump administration is from one of these devil Muslims. Just came out today. Okay, of course they're going to want Trump gone. And he, he's surrounded by enemies. Absolutely. You know. Um, Haney noted analysts are not supposed to discuss concepts like Sharia or Jihad because such discussion is deemed insensitive. Because we, we want to, in light of all the stuff I've said today, don't we all really want to fall on our knees and, and beg God to forgive us for not being sensitive enough to, the, to, to Islam, to Muslims in general? I know I do. I, 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 I know I do. I feel very convicted about it. I don't know how I've lived with myself as long as I have. I, I really don't. It's horrible. Anyway, um, next warning. Uh, warning, yeah. News report and warning. Former Muslims sends dire warning to the entire world. Islamists only seek Sharia-compliant world. This is a former Muslim. Yet more confirmation on what I've just said. And whoever is in their way is their enemy. While millions of liberals continue to embrace their own and America's destruction. Because they're going to destroy the liberals as they would anyone else. So why are so many liberals suffering from cognitive dissonance and don't even realize it is a, as, as they blindly support the rights of unlimited Islamists to come into America, the Quran forbids women's rights, marital choice, free speech, gay rights, and religious rights. And I say gay rights because we're talking about the liberals here that want gay rights. Even though, again... It's okay for the Muslims to have their chai tea boys. It's okay for them to rape little boys. That's fine. You know, or be pedophiles. You know, that's that's all good. Or bestiality. That's, you know, that's okay. But don't be openly gay, evidently. Oh, okay. So it's way worse for two men to have consenting, disgusting homosexual sex with one another, which is disgusting. I'll give you that. You got me on that one. But it's okay for you to forcibly abduct a little boy and make him your sex slave. That's okay. That's all good. I mean, like I said, I was watching that one documentary in this, and I mean, it's like some PBS documentary. And I mean, they're, they're interviewing the actual, like, taxi drivers in, like, Pakistan and stuff. And he's like, yes, uh, when I get, when I have a break or whatever, I, I'll go to the, uh, the slums where all the little... Muslim boys are, and I'll, I'll basically take one and rape them right there in the street, and then, you know, like, discard them as trash and, and go my merry way and do a few more cab fares. And I'm talking that was normal in broad daylight. That was normal. Now, understand, I go back to Afghanistan and Pakistan because I believe that's the purest sense of Islam. Because where does, where does the devil always take you if you let him lead you by the hand? Well, he'll always end up taking you if he can get you there. You look at the highest level Luciferians. What do they always get into? Pedophilia. I, which I've talked a lot about that lately, haven't I? Because it seems to be that's ground zero. 
because that is the most depraved. I believe that's the highest expression and level of demonic possession and infestation you could get. It's where your conscience is most seared with a hot iron. If you can do that to a little child and have no problema with it, then you're so far gone, you know, it, it defies the imagination. You really are. You're done. I, I, I don't see uh, um, those people being saved, for the most part. I mean, come on. Let's be realistic here. Just don't hear a lot of testimonies from former, former pedophiles, you know, getting saved. It's, you know, I'm sorry. I just don't hear about it too much. I'm not saying it never could happen or it never could occur. I'm just saying you don't normally hear that. I think it would be the lowest demographic of any population, uh, sect of the population to be saved. That's just a normal thing over there in Afghanistan, in Pakistan, in those places. I mean, it's some really... Re and then, you know... They dress the little boys up as women and bring them into these little parties they have. And they were they went in, they were filming it right there. I mean, this isn't like I'm making this stuff up. They were proud to evidently bring them in there. I guess they had no problem with it. And um, they bring them in like a bunch of drooling, sick, pedophile devils. And they're all in there. And they have one little boy come out at a time. And they like all gather around in like a room and the the little boys are dressed up like they've got like makeup on and they're dressed up in like veils like like you know like the i don't know like you would think of middle eastern women in like the times past and they come out there and they're dancing like seductively like a woman would in front of them and all these guys are around and then they literally bid on these kids at the like the end of the night like i want to take that one he i want and that's how they that's how they get their they're chai tea boys and they're literally like their little sex slave until whenever and then they grow up and do the same thing the chai tea boys and it repeat because it's, it's just you, you know you're totally demon the, the, the best way to demon possess a little one is to sexually abuse them at an early age sodomize them or whatever all the other garbage that they're doing and that's what they do that's that's their religion that's how they practice it essentially and they're all they all consider themselves good muslims so i'm just saying you know that's what they do okay so going back to the main report here why would liberals many of whom are women and gay okay support the rights and i mean we're talking the most self-centered people that again want everything now and they want it their way like burger king i want it now and i want it my way instant gratification totally self-centered I read this thing yesterday and it's like, I don't know how many selfies are taken per day now in, in, in America, how many millions. The people are just obsessed with, here's what I'm eating, here's my life, look at me, oh, how many likes did I get on Facebook, how many whatever, their, their whole life is based around this, okay? And, and it's like, I'm not saying everything that goes on on Facebook's evil or wicked, I'm not saying that, but it's like, there's a lot of people, this is how they literally base the happiness of their life off how many likes i got on a whatever a picture that's heavily photoshopped and doctored that doesn't even represent what they look like or whatever and these are the same people that are heavily medicated and whatever it's just unbelievable anyway um how why would liberals many of whom are women and gay support the rights of those who want to outlaw their own rights it, it makes no sense whatsoever as the 2016 
story from Town Hall Reports. Muslims overwhelmingly hate everything liberals stand for. <laughs> what will it take for liberals to stop giving terrorists who want to slaughter them uh, for who they are a free pass? I don't know. I just think they're so demon infested as well. And the prince of this world has so blinded their eyes as the Bible talks about that they have no more ability to reason, no more ability to really think logically. I, I don't know what else to think. According to a true women's rights activist, former Muslim Ayn Hirsa Ali, who was raised in Somalia, in a recent Fox interview, she said on Tucker Carlson, who we heard earlier, that radical Islamic terrorists, quote, don't go to liberals and say thank you so much. We'll stop terrorizing you. <laughs> because of some of the left, because someone on the left refused to identify terrorism's religious component. Islamists only seek a Sharia compliant world. That is their, what that means is that is the Islamic boot across your neck and all of your family's neck and your life is totally ruled every day by Sharia. That's what they want for you. Ali said in the wake of Wednesday's attack in London, a city with progressive leadership um, and whoever is in their way is their enemy. Absolutely. All right, let's go further. Let's go ahead and play this little clip here. And now, this just came out today, and here's the thing. Again, like I said, I'm going to glean, I'm going to still glean, I'm still going to glean from CNN or MSNBC or whatever. And this is a clip from Alex Jones. The point here is what's going on and what's happening to him is not something that can be debated. It is reality, and it is happening. Just like it's happening to Sean Hannity and a lot of other people on alternative media, I'm telling you right now, they're all in with the chips, and they're... They are all in with shutting alternative media down. And if that happens, man, <laughs> I don't see how we recover. I don't. And I understand what the Bible says about the tribulation, all this, but I also think we should be good soldiers and fight and, and fight evil and expose wickedness. And the main platform for doing that right now is the the alternative media and the christian alternative media in particular i believe even though it doesn't have as near as near as big of an audience as the um regular alternative media uh but obviously i think what i'm presenting is a hopefully what i'm presenting is has a lot more truth than what alex you're going to get from alex jones is i guess the point i'm trying to make because i'm trying to come at it from a biblical standpoint here uh, he interjects so much garbage, you know, I've got into this before on so many levels. Uh, you just got to be super, super careful. You got to do a lot of gleaning. But I just went up there today and I tried to click on a Paul Watson video. And I don't, I don't even know. I'm going to try it again right now. And I mean, I couldn't get in it. I couldn't get in it because all it said, no, um, you've got to, uh, I wonder if I can get in this thing now. It said, this is private, like private, it's a public video, sign in, and I even tried to sign in, and it wouldn't let me, it even, it even blocked that, it had everything blocked, that you couldn't even click on the thing, no, it's still not up, it's the lead story on InfoWars right now, and it's called The Truth About Refugees, 
What the media will never tell you. I cannot believe they haven't got this fixed yet. I don't, maybe they can't. I don't know. Paul Joseph Watson. Video is private. When he first came there, I couldn't even stand listening to him because he was almost pro-Islamic. He really was for a long time. He's finally got the memo because it's come to his own backyard. And now he's putting out some real... And the thing I like about him is he tends to document a lot of the stuff. Like the video we heard earlier with him. He's showing you the stuff in the background as he's saying it going on. You can't say, well, there's, it's all disinformation and lies from the whatever. Well, yeah, but he's showing you all the stuff going on, documented in the background. So, no, actually he's not. Um, but, yeah, this is, I really want to watch it, but I can't. I, I just, I can't. I want to try to find it another way. Okay, so I realized, I found the video. And I realized why I couldn't get it, because you're going to see why in, in a second, because it's so blockbuster. The information that uh, <clears throat> Watson covers is just, <laughs> it is so condemning to what the New World Order is doing. And yet, you go on CNN right now, and you, you, one of their main stories, and, and again, I'm not saying this is right, what this guy did, okay? I'm not condoning it. But the Muslims can kill, steal, rape, pillage all over the planet every day, slaughtering hundreds of people, raping, pillage, and hardly a blip on the news about any of that. You know, but you've got a guy in Portland who <clears throat> killed two guys that were defending a women, one was wearing a hijab hijab I guess she was muslim and that's all over the news it's plastered and and you know they're calling trump to get on board and, and all of this is this whole thing about phase one that i just talked about islam is the victim islamophobia that way people like me will keep their mouths shut because things like this happen and who could blame society as a whole i'm not condoning what the guy did but you're going to have things like this happen when you've got all the atrocities committed by islam happening on a daily basis you're going to have things like this happen as a repercussion okay now who knows he might be a mind control slave that got triggered and it might just be that purely i'm not condoning what he did but they're going to focus in on this solely and ignore all the other hundreds of people that were just killed today and raped and mutilated and, and all the other atrocities that Islam committed and is planning. It'll all be ignored. This will be the only thing that they focus in on. And and they're doing all these these heartfelt things of memorials and and um, about the 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 two men that were killed and the other one had serious injury and they were defending these two Muslim women and. Um, the guy was a white guy, of course, that was going after the two men with a knife and the, well, it looked like they were all white, the guys that defended her. So, I mean, you can't say it was like, you know, racially, uh, some kind of biased thing on that part. Cause two white guys died defending two Muslim girls and the other guy almost got killed and he was white. <laughs> so you can't really say, Oh, look at these horrible white people. Two guys died. As a result of this, and they were both white, and the other guy almost died. Um, 
The nature of the Portland attack, as well as the suspect's racist and provocative actions at a rally in April, led many to call on Trump to denounce the attack and others like it. He's already come out and done that. I don't, I, listen, that's fine. Denounce the attack, I agree. But, okay, give equal billing to all the other, oh, hold on, that's impossible, because to, in order to give equal billing to all the Muslim atrocities that were just probably committed in America today, he'd probably have to be up there for hours denouncing those attacks. See, those attacks don't count. All the other atrocities going on don't count. All that matters is their stinking devil narrative that it's fulfilled, that we all are worrying about being Islamophobic and not tolerant and not being politically correct. I could care less. I could care less. And then the, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, CARE, which is a terrorist organization, which shouldn't even be here. Um, unbelievable ties to terrorism. I have documented that over and over again. Should be outlawed. Should be banned. Called on Trump to speak out personally on the attack against the rising tide of Islamophobia and other forms of bigotry. Oh, Lord. I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, look at, look at what's happening in Europe. They're about as tolerant as you could be over there. Things are working out really good for them. Sweden, the highest rape uh, per capita on the planet of all the white women that they tend to go after. I'm just saying, that's what they do. It's not racist, that's what they do. It's admitted, statistically, fact. But you can't say anything about that. Not as a white person, especially. Oh boy, no way. Shut your mouth. Mm -mm, nope. Other forms of bigotry saying Trump had caused such a climate through his own statements and... Yeah, Trump caused all of this. So see, conservatism, that's the fault of conservatives. No, you know whose fault this is? It's the New World Order. It's the elites and the globalists that are making all of this happen. That are creating this environment by bringing these devils in. Now, I'm not saying these girls were devils, okay? But I'm talking about Muslims in general. I think I've just documented enough in the previous, I don't know, whatever, hour, two hours on Islam to convince people that Islam is a cancer worldwide wherever it goes it spreads its cancer and most of the ones that are doing the damage are the fighting age men that are the ones committing the jihad and strapping the nail bombs on and the ones raping and killing and pillaging they're the main tool of satan in islam to do the most damage but then you have the 70 percent moderates that are shielding protecting funding and breeding using using them as breeders in order to increase the Muslim masses in order for them to get to their needed populations where they can show their true colors. So, you know, just more lies upon lies upon lies. Now, I found this video, and I'm going to go ahead and play it in its entirety, and it's no wonder I couldn't find it. It's no wonder that when you clicked on it, I mean, literally it just got posted, and it was instantly, this is a private video. This, uh, and then you tried to even sign in with your name. No, you can't view it. No, it wouldn't even let you do that. Every way it could block you, it blocked you off. It, it, 
So they Infowars is being censored is the whole point I'm trying to make here. And they're just one of the many. They're trying to shut Hannity down. They're trying to shut all, and all of that should concern us as Christians. And it should be things we're, we're praying about because, you know, the First Amendment is of vital importance, you know, to, to the cause, I guess you'd want to say, to the truth. The unacceptable truth about Muslim refugees, the insane reality of what's actually happening, this is absolutely mind-blowing. And you should watch it because, once again, he's got all the stuff, what he's saying, running in the background to show you this in real time, that this is all truth what we're talking about here and what he's getting into here this is so evil and heinous this is the shocking truth behind the syrian refugee crisis that has been hidden from the public those boatloads of africans you see on their way to europe yeah well for one they're not coming from syria the clue being but they're African. And two, they're not refugees. They've not been rescued off the coast of Italy. Governments and aid agencies want you to believe that these people have struggled in flimsy fishing boats and dinghies to make it all the way across the Mediterranean. That's total BS. This is the insane reality of what's actually happening. The migrants pay people smugglers 1,500 euros each. They're not destitute refugees. They're paying these now these are all blacks from Africa, okay? They're paying fifteen hundred dollar fifteen hundred euros, which is like twenty five hundred US, I think. I don't know. I mean it's, it varies on the on the uh, exchange rates, but nearly all migrants of arriving in Italy are young men fighting age, okay, from West Africa, not refugees. They have cash for ticket on a smuggler boat, fifteen hundred euros, give or take, so they're not destitute. These people aren't refugees trying to, you know, get flee some war-torn environment, in other words, okay? That's getting on for $300 million in ticket sales last year. No, 300 million euros. Um, West African migrants are a big business. You gotta watch this video. It's these gigantic pontoon boats that are literally, I mean, they're stuffing as many black men as they can on these boats on these pontoon boats which would probably be about the most cheapest way they could transport people i mean these are the biggest pontoon boats i've ever seen in my life and they are literally ferrying them over from libya to italy guess what one of the places that we took over and destabilized made sure that Gaddafi was dead like we had reported on one of their goals the remember the general that I said before that was one of the the, the places that they said after 9-11 that we were going to go in and take over even though we didn't have any excuse other than 9-11 even though he had nothing to do with 9-11 Gaddafi even though the people were happy with him even though he had instituted all kind of programs in the government to like um help the people and 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 provide them with college and all this stuff that he had done not saying the guy's perfect but we went over there, destabilized it, made sure he got real dead, instituted our own basically puppet dictator, and guess what now? They're running all this racket out of Libya. That's where all these Africans are going. 1,500 euros per ticket. They're ferrying them over to Italy, which is a big trip over over to Italy from, from Libya. Here, he's going to describe the rest here. It, it, this is just... This is a major way how all these Muslim 
men of fighting age, at least from Africa, are getting into Europe. This is the main way. And they're paid for. So they're making money. Not only are they accomplishing the goal of destabilizing wherever these devils end up, because I'm going to call them devils because they're Muslims, okay? And it wouldn't be any different if they were from Syria. They're coming there with ill intent. They're coming there on purpose and they're, and they're releasing them knowing exactly what they're going to do, which is create chaos and destabilize whatever region they're put into. And this is exactly what is happening. The people smugglers then transport the migrants to a position just 12 miles off the coast of Libya. Just 12 miles. They then send out a distress call and the migrants are picked up by EU and NGO vessels. It's literally a taxi service straight to Europe. As the spectators, Nicholas Farrell. Oh, so they're uh, they're ferrying them twelve miles off the coast, and then the, and then the EU or the NGOs, non-governmental organizations, which are things like George Soros, are picking them up and ferrying them to Italy. It's a taxi service of illegal immigration, and it's all being sanctioned by all these devils in NATO and these types of people and all of the heads of these countries, like Merkel, and evidently the, the whoever's the, the, the leader of Italy must be on board, and they're all doing it by design to bring all these devils in to destabilize all of these European countries. All being done on purpose is exactly, exactly what they said they were going to do. And they're and they're doing it, and they've been caught doing it, and it's literally. I mean, he's literally he's got maps, all of this stuff in the background showing you exactly what they're doing, where they're being dropped off. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm looking at the map here. It says the safe port of Zoraris is 60 nautical miles from the search and rescue area. So they they basically they bring them into this approximate area on these on these gigantic pontoon boats from this port of Zorari in. Um, uh, and then off the coast of Libya. And then their search and rescue area, which is 8 to 12 nautical miles off the Libyan coast, where most NGO ships like George Soros sponsored, I'm sure. But they're, they're making good money off this. This isn't something they're even doing for free. They're charging big money to do this. Where, But think about it. They can go into a country without a passport, without probably any identification, without having to go through any rigmarole like that, 1500 bucks is, or 1500 euros is cheap comparative to the hassle you would normally have to go through if you wanted to do it legally or if you were going to like whatever do some rickety fish boat and risk life and limb to get over there no no you're going to go over there in you know relative comfort i mean this, this is total insanity and it's totally sanctioning illegal um immigration this is just not sanctioning it it's they're, they're profiteering off it and they're 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 funding it and they're making it all happen so these ngo ships wait to pick up the dinghies from libya and then the 275 nautical mile route to italy to then um another to search and rescue area used by the ngo ferries so that's how they're doing this oh my word this is unbelievable that the people smugglers are actually in direct contact with aid agencies, which is why they're so often first on the scene to rescue migrant boats. And this is a criminal offence. The law states that the refugees should be taken to the nearest safe port, which would be Tunisia. 
but these NGOs are taking them straight to Italy. As you can see... Oh, okay, so yeah, they, they, they're, they're right off the coast of Libya, like I said, via the destabilized government we created in, in Libya. Theoretically, they should be going right to Tunisia, which would be th theoretically the, safe, the, the nearest safe port, but they're not doing that. They're literally bringing them... It, they're 8 to 12 miles away from Tunisia. No, they're, we're going to bring them 275 nautical miles north to Italy because evidently that's the only place they can offload them. Even though they're only 8 to 12 miles from off the Libyan coast, and that's just where they came from, and they del all did it on purpose. For two months, using marinetraffic.com, because evidently these boats are GPS, we have monitored movements of ships owned by the... NGOs, these non-governmental organizations that George Soros and these types of devils sponsor, they're the ones making all the money off this, or a lot of the money off it. It's a combination. It's, it's between the, the, human, the, the human smugglers working with these NGOs in order to profiteer off this, and then in order to bring all these devils in so they can go into these countries, um, Italy being the first one, and you know, start the destabilization process. And we have kept track of the arrivals of the African immigrants. In this marinetraffic.com illustration, the NGO boats are leaving Italy, traveling to right off the coast of Libya, just off the coast, then returning to it. He's showing it, their, their movements, like in an, it's like an animation of the boats over the last month, I guess, or something. They're telling out, we were, we were witnessing a huge scam of illegal human trafficking opera, operations. It's showing all these boats going back and forth. I guess because they've got GPS trackers on them. I mean, <laughs> I mean, again, what is going on on a world scale on an everyday basis? This is just one little thing what's going on. Just one level of wickedness. And all the wicked fruit it's producing. And not a word said about it anywhere in the press. Nothing. You know? Totally with their human cargo. It's literally a taxi service. And isn't it ironic that the only time these boats are diverted from Sicily is when G7 elitists are in town. It's a security threat for them to be faced with the very crisis they created. An investigation in Italy found that most of the NGO ships are German. Even the EU border agency Frontex accused... Which would make sense because Angela Merkel's like ground zero for all this wickedness and what has happened to Germany and as a gateway portal really into uh, the majority of, of, of Europe as well. Uh, it, it's unbelievable. Aid agencies of helping, quote, criminals achieve their objectives. The people smugglers contact the aid agencies directly, knowing... He's skipping over a lot of stuff here. I mean, it's annual reports that smugglers now hardly bother to telephone the Maritime Rescue Coordination Center in Rome to be picked up, preferring to call aid agency vessels directly, which would be the NGOs that like people like George Soros would sponsor. The reason is obvious. These people will not arrest them or confiscate their vessel. Why would they ever call them? You've got the NGOs basically waiting, and then they can just bring them right in. I guess they have safe port. They can go right in there, unload all these devils, and then go back for more. And they're doing this all the time, every day. At 1,500 euros a head. But it's a lot cheaper, like I said, than if they tried to do it any other way, and it's a lot less. There's no risk involved at all, I guarantee you. Nobody's dying in, in route on this stuff.
They won't be arrested. I mean, they've all got brand new life jackets on. The boats are packed, but you know, still, you can tell the the boats aren't overloaded. They're they're able to carry this load. It, it's unbelievable. Quote, since June 2016, many boats have been rescued near the Libyan coast by aid agency vessels without any prior distress call, suggesting the rendezvous has been prearranged. Italian prosecutor Carmelo Zaccaro says he has evidence of phone calls between criminal people smugglers and NGOs like Save the Children, Proactiva Open Arms, and SOS Mediterranean. George Soros Open Society-backed foundations like Avaz.org, Medicines... I tell you, this guy, he every time I see him, he looks more and more like a reanimated corpse. I'm sorry, he looks fresh out of the casket. This guy is so evil-looking, I can't even hardly stand to look at him. He, he looks like he's been dead for about 20 years. And this is the devil behind this. You know, Brzezinski just died. And then David, I mean, those both of those guys just looked so evil and wicked in that. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, they, they all seem to have that same look about them. San Frontiers and MoveOn.org are also allegedly involved. Soros invested $500 million to, quote, help <laughs> refugees some of which is going straight to these NGOs. ISIS is also offering migrants free passage through the Mediterranean if they join the terror group. So in some cases, they're actually footing the bill for these migrants to pay the people smugglers, who in turn are in communication with the NGOs. So ISIS is paying them probably upon arrival or saying, okay, you got free fare, now you work for us. Yeah, we're, yeah, you're going to have a better way of life here. You're not going to have the whole poverty-stricken Africa that you're in anymore. But now you work for us, and, and you're now part of ISIS. If they were already Muslims anyway, if they were already radicalized anyway, which most Muslims in Africa, I would have to say, are, then what big deal is that? So they're going to have a constant stream of new fighting-age male recruits coming in constantly. And it's all being done on purpose, by design, under the sanction and the loving embrace of George Soros, bringing them in. The 15 ships that we have observed regularly have, have been seen to leave their Italian ports, stop shortly before reaching the Libyan coast, to pick up their human cargo that's waiting for them, and then, of course, take back to Italy. They're doing it on purpose, by design, all day long. 15 of these boats going back and forth, ferrying a taxi service. And this is the gateway for how the black Muslims are getting into... Now, this isn't this isn't anything about the Syrian or, or the other ways that they're getting in. But from Africa, this is how they're doing it. This is a complete scandal and a huge security threat, yet virtually nobody knows that this is the primary method by which refugees are pouring into Europe. Just 2.65% of migrants arriving in Italy are awarded asylum status. They're not refugees. Half of them disappear on arrival and don't even claim asylum. Over 200... Probably because they're sponsored by ISIS. So why would they even want to bother with that? And a lot of them are going to be moving on anyway. Because if they're under the loving wing of ISIS and George Soros, which is basically like one and the same because they're working hand in glove, then they're really not going to want to seek asylum in Italy. They're going to want to move on in, up into Europe 
where there's, you know, maybe more spoil awaiting, as, as they've been told, or, or more uh, white women to rape, that type of thing. Because I'm telling you, that's what they're doing. And that's what they're being told. And, and that's what they're being encouraged to do. So, I'm just telling you, this is what is going on. Thousand migrants are arriving in Italy alone via this method every single year. And that's only going to increase. If you think there'll come a point where the number of migrants pouring into Europe slows to a trickle, then think again. If we continue these disastrous policies, it's only going to get worse. Much worse. Africa's population is exploding. Look at the country surrounding Libya. Niger's population is set to almost quadruple in the next three decades, from 20 million to 72 million. Chad's population is set to leap from 14 million to 35 million. Sudan is heading towards 80 million. Egypt, 152 million. Ethiopia, 189 million. Nigeria, 400 million. And I haven't even included those arriving from the Middle East. The character of a place is determined by the people who live there. There. You can't flood European cities with tens of millions of people from the Middle East and Africa and expect it to remain the same. Eventually, it's going to start to feel less... Well, it's not even just tens of millions of people from the other... It's, it's their ideology. What is their religion? It's Islam. They're, they're Islam... They're the worst of the worst of the worst. And they're radicalized, and now most of them are going to be working for ISIS. I mean, it, it's if, if ISIS is the reason that you got there, then they kind of own you, you know? So, I mean, it couldn't be a worst-case scenario in that regard. Like Europe, and more like the Middle East and Africa. Look at what's happening in southern Italy, where these migrants are arriving. Once a holiday paradise, Sicily is now the scene of a turf war between the Italian mafia and African crime gangs. Listen to what the mayor of Palermo said. Quote, Palermo is no longer an Italian town. It's no longer European. You can walk in the city and feel like you're in Istanbul or Beirut. Palermo is a Middle Eastern town in Europe. In other countries, the evidence is pretty clear that this grand experiment in cultural enrichment isn't working. Migrants are responsible for 90% of shootings in Sweden. A report by Germany's Interior Ministry found that an extra 402,000... When he says migrants, he means Muslims. Okay, so we, we need to clarify that. 741 crimes were... So a massive migrant crime wave is surging across Germany, according to figures buried in a new report... Buried, notice. In a new report released by the country's Interior Ministry. See, they're, they, they want to bring as many people, as many of these devils in, until everybody is screaming mercy. Mercy. Like the, the game, the wrestling game, you know, from like, you know, you, you would, you could associate it more like with like you wrestle your little brother like in the 60s and okay, you cry mercy when you can't take anymore. You know, that, that, that is what they're trying to get everybody on their knees to be screaming mercy. Whatever you got to do to make this go away. We will give up all of our rights. We will give up all of our liberty. We will give up all of our freedoms. Just make these devil maggot Muslims leave us alone. This is the point they're trying to get the whole world. And this has not happened in primarily white countries. And that is the target of them. And that is out of their mouth, not mine. I'm not saying that because I'm a white guy. I'm telling you that is what 
they have primarily went after a lot of the other countries are third world countries and the new world order already has them in their clutches they've already got them kind of where they want them which is in squalor okay a lot of that a lot of what they're doing here is going to cause a gigantic rift and it cause a huge uh poverty you're going to have no more tourism you're going to have decreased everything because wherever these these devil muslims go everything falls apart everything falls apart who wants to go and have a business in a town that this is happening who wants to i mean you you, you can't do it you can't so wherever they end up going the economy of those towns just crumbles it's just a matter of time and then they're going to breed you out of existence on top of that so wherever they go it's like this cursed plague that will infiltrate unless you know you root out that and, and but that's their main goal of the new world orders to not let that happen then everybody cries for mercy eventually to the point where they're like okay we're going to give you our solution the hegelian dialectic okay where problem problem reaction solution the reaction is mercy that's what they're trying to get all these white countries based on they've already pretty much got all the other countries around the world okay but the ones that are primarily of caucasian a lot of those they don't have quite yet europe is obviously way way closer than america i think canada is a lot closer than america and they're trying to get us all to that point where we all collectively cry mercy and we will beg for the new world order and a global government and i saw a survey yesterday and it said that 15 of the main countries in the world they surveyed including america including europe including india and they said over 60 percent over 60 percent and that was the low figure considered themselves a global citizen and said that they would give up uh freedoms liberty all these other things in order to deal with climate change and in order to deal with situations like this so people are already kind of primed to now i don't know the reason i didn't talk about that is because i wasn't sure the because the person, the, the the company doing the surveying looked to be very evil to me. Looked to be like, oh, well, we're going to pad the statistics. So I'm not 100% sure, but I can't believe, I, I don't know who they were polling. Like the demographics, are they polling liberals? And they're not telling us? But it was pretty disconcerting, nonetheless, seeing that. Um, the data reveals that without migrants considered... The crime rate in Germany would have remained roughly static since 2014. I mean, there, there would have been no increase in crime rate, minus the migrants, if the migrants had not have shown up when they did, okay? But in fact, the country recorded an extra only 402, 741, 402,000. 741 crimes committed by migrants that's all that's all i mean that's the only extra crimes that were committed by these muslim devils they're just migrating like birds you know like a flock of geese going from canada to the united states for winter that's all it is they're migrants they're just migrating no they're muslim devil invaders that's what I think we really should call them if we really want to be politically correct. That's what I feel like. Of course, you can't say that, you know. So yeah, it would have been, it would have stayed the same. But with the migrants, the wonderful fruit they've added to the country is only over four hundred thousand more crimes committed. 
in Germany alone. That's all. It's no big deal. Committed by migrants, with non-Germans accounting for 27.6% of total offences. Half a million migrants in Germany are on welfare benefits. Gang rapes of <laughs> So they're sucking the system dry, which they view as Jizra, which is basically the infidels paying us a... I mean, these, these Muslim devil invaders that have no claim or right to the land that come in and invade instantly consider the infidels that they should be paying them to be in their presence and they tolerate us through this jizra tax which is basically them kind of and they don't even do this but we pay them money so that they leave us alone kind of kind of not really though they really don't leave you alone that much but they they let you live i should say now where it gets really bad and you and you pay Jizra, it's like, okay, well, we won't behead you. We'll let you live if you pay us Jizra every whatever week or month or whatever. But that's how they view this. That's and they come in and they suck the system dry and they have no prob problem at all. They're doing it in America in spades. I mean, I just my, my listener just wrote me this. Um and she wanted me to keep her anonymous because, you know, a lot of people are getting really, really super afraid of what is going on here. And um, I just want Okay, so she says, I've seen this aggression firsthand. Now, this is, this is what's going on in America. And I'm going to get to this in a little bit. But she says, I've seen the aggression firsthand by Muslims. The Muslim who was, um, the Muslim who was president, meaning Obama stacked the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, with Muslims and a lot of other, uh, which, you know, Trump's done very, very little, I believe, to remove. Which, again, this should have been priority one. You go into an administration and 95% of the people are your enemy. You get rid of them. First priority. Or they're going to be working against you from day one exactly what has happened so again it's just mind-boggling that no more has been done on that end but anyway um he stacked the dhs with muslims at the top years ago go to any grocery store where i live i'm assuming it's michigan and they are in fancy cars with bags and bags and bags of groceries as they whip out food stamp cards and they've also got their designer purses and their Prada, whatever, and and again, fancy. I've I played the videos of this actual dynamic people filming them. These devil Muslim women, particularly, that'll go there with their kids in their fancy cars, in their designer handbags, and designer shoes, and designer clothes, and they whip out. They have the audacity to whip out their food stamp cards and haul lots of children. And, and go off with all the groceries. Well, they're pumping out kids because that's what they're told to do. That's, that's the main way they take over society is they breed them out of existence. Their breeding rate is, is way, 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 way higher than, than, the, um, than ours are, than the normal American would be, okay? So every child they have, they get more benefits, okay? Uh, in cars, there's more children than either white or black or Mexican or Native Americans are having these days. So they're already accomplishing this. Understand, 
You give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile. They've already got more than a toehold, more than a foothold in a lot of different cities. They're already doing this. This is happening in America. Okay, this is already way beyond that, though, in Europe. Women are becoming commonplace. Women in Paris are now protesting against constant abuse and harassment by gangs of migrant men. To demonstrate the kind of reaction they get from men, they visit a local cafe with a hidden camera. Okay, this is in Paris. Two Parisian women going into a local cafe in Paris. And this is the reaction they're getting. And, and I would almost guarantee you this is not a Muslim no-go zone because they wouldn't be anywhere near that. This is one of those areas that's probably going to turn into a absolute Muslim no-go zone in the very, very near future, but it's not quite there yet. You, if they went into a Muslim no-go zone, they probably wouldn't even come out alive. They, 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 you know, they wouldn't. Before they even get inside, their presence seems to disturb the other clients. There's all these Muslims out front sitting. There's, it's all, it's wall-to-wall -wall Muslim men in a. Uh, coffee shop in paris okay and this is in paris gay perry he says who are you looking for and and she says i'm looking for someone and he says a man because it's all about male female the whole dominant thing there it's all about you know the women being in subjugation to the man so their whole religion is based upon that and women like i have said are actually considered about on the level of a dog in islam i'm telling you that is right out of their doctrine i have given you the the proof of that before i mean it, it, can you imagine where, where it said before you you must hate your you're, if you have, take a Christian or a Jew, Jewish lady for a wife, you must always hate them in your heart. Well, I mean, they hate their own women already. Can you imagine what they would actually feel toward a, a Christian or, or a Jewish woman? <laughs> I mean, wow. There are only men in here, and they're not very welcoming. I can't imagine. He says, it's better if you wait outside. He says, because there are just men in here. Why does it matter? We live in a world with both men and women in it. I, I can't believe this lady's doing this. I mean, she could get killed doing this. You, I mean, these, these people don't mess around. But it must, it must be in an area that's not, like I said, it must be really away from a no-go zone because I can't believe that you go into those places and, I mean, you know, the guys will come out dead. I mean, they, they will not tolerate it at all. The bar said, owner doesn't want to talk. The other customers, meanwhile, are uncomfortable. So she says, we'll make ourselves discreet. We'll hide in a corner. It, it, the, the, that's what I love about Islam, is these, these devils will go and rape a little boy and, and rape little girls... And do all these unbelievably twisted, sexual, perverted things. And, and get so offended over the most minor things that go on in public. Like, they're so self-righteous. How dare you, a woman, walk into our male-dominated coffee shop and defile our land, especially as an infidel, you dog, is what they're really thinking. Now, if this was a Muslim no-go zone, they would not come out alive. They would just disappear. 
and they would be somebody's sex slave and be either forced to convert or die or be sold into sex slavery. That's probably what would... I mean, if this was a Middle Eastern country and she tried this in, is what I mean, they wouldn't... I mean, look at what's going on in the Middle East. You couldn't even do one one-hundredth of this and get away with it. <laughs> she said there, he says there's just men in this cafe she says you think that's normal what do you want to have coffee what if you want to have coffee with your cousin wife or your friend she asked the guy that's like the um, guy that works there he says my cousin stays at home basically our women are in subjugation they stay at home and they know it's good for them that's what he means she, you know what he says then? She could do what she wants, but not with me. They really despise their own... I mean, that's his cousin. It wouldn't matter if it's his sister or his wife. They despise their own, like, females in their lives. What, a, what an evil, sick, twisted, disgusting religion. This is why they have no problem raping women and doing all the all the garbage because they view women like dogs. And where are all the feminazis at? Where's Hitlery Clinton out there? Oh no, she'll wear a hijab and, and bow to the Saudi prince and all this other garbage in, in honor of them as long as she gets their money. As long as she can, you know, work with them to destabilize the world and advance the New World Order agenda. She says she could do what she wants. There's no gender mixing. It's no wonder that they end up raping little boys and stuff like that, and probably each other. Because, I mean, that's not normal. That's not normal to have, like, no gender mixing. What, what is up with that? Is that normal? She says, is that normal? And he says, we're in Sevran, not, this is not Paris. Evidently, it's a suburb of Paris. And she's like, okay. Even Sevran, we're still in France. He says, she says, we're in the suburbs. Or he says, we're in the suburbs. You're not in Paris. It's a different mentality. Here we do things like we do in our home countries. Oh, so in other words, coming to a theater near you, this is the way it's going to be. The more we spread, the more we infiltrate, the more we infest your neighborhoods and take over your cities like cockroaches, like the parasites and the cancer that we are. This is the norm. Coming to a theater near you. For a woman, going into a bar here is breaking a taboo. Murders by migrants are daily news. Even leftists who help migrants reach Italy admit that many of them support ISIS. He said they were processing men, adults in their 30s, who all had phones with ISIS stuff on the phones. They were being separated when they were being handed over. <laughs> so another, see, the thing is, is, is today's generation, and I, I know I'm long-winded, I get it, I understand, I put out four or five-hour teachings a lot of times. I don't like to miss stuff. And I guess one of the reasons Paul Watson's so popular is because I guess he really appeals to the whole millennial generation, like, in that age, because it, you got to be rapid-fire, you, you you can't have any, like, pauses. You've got to, like, every little thing, you can't have any, like, time between 
senses or anything. Everything's got to be rapid fire really, really, really quick. We're missing so much here. If you watch this video and you just stop it and you start to read what's on these screens or you start to really watch what's going on, I mean, it's far worse than even he's presenting in this 12-minute video. And she's basically saying that these, the, the, the African men of fighting age coming over, the Muslim men of fighting age coming over that are being recruited by ISIS, that paid their way, are coming over, they've got their nice phones, and they've basically got all this ISIS stuff on their phones as they're being waited to be processed so they can be released into Italy so that they can go and disappear into the countryside and never be seen again. Or go off the radar, which is where a terrorist would want to be, wouldn't they? Wouldn't they want to be off the radar and really not be tracked? If they could be, well, that's what's exactly what's going on. The authorities, with the information explaining that these guys, you know, had all this on their phones and what their ages were, and they were just being put, processed through. There was nothing, they weren't being separated out, they just all went through with everything else. Germany and Italy are forcibly confiscating private property to house migrants. Post Nord announced it would stop mail delivery to the migrant suburb of... Germany and Italy are confiscating private property so that they can give it to the Muslim devil invaders. Now, I talked about that before. They're literally evicting people that have been in, like, their apartments or houses for, like, I don't know how long. Could be decades. So, no, you got you got to move out. We'll give you a week to move out. We, we need to move all these Muslim devils in here in, in tough luck, whatever. I mean, it's that sick. Could you imagine if, like, if you were in America and, and you're in an apartment and all of a sudden you get a notice on your door? You're being evicted in a week. No reason other than this is going to be a relocation center for the uh, Muslim invaders coming in. And tough luck on that. And bye-bye. Um, See you later. Get out. That's what's going on. Rinkaby because it's too unsafe. And people who complain about any of this are being put on hate crime black. <laughs> 70 year old women is charged with hatred against people. Oh, she wrote on Facebook that immigrants fulfill their needs in the streets. Immigrants fulfill their needs. Ugh, okay. Um, well, I'm sure whatever she said, oh, she expressed disdain for them. Probably because they're doing disgusting, wicked, evil garbage. And I've seen videos of what they do in the streets in uh, Germany and those types of places. And it is wicked and it's evil. And, you know, <laughs> they need, these devils need to be purged off the planet. Yet they're being given every carte blanche, every advantage, every here you go, go for it. Be as wicked as you want to be and we're not going to even say anything against it. That's the good part for you. You can do whatever you want. And we'll charge people with hate crimes that say anything against it. It doesn't matter if, they, if they've if they lived here for, you know, 20 generations. Who cares about them? They don't matter. The only one that matters are you. You wonderful Muslim devils. Because it's all about you and, and fulfilling your wick, wicked, sick, twisted needs. Lists. Social media giants are censoring accurate reporting as hate speech. What's the solution to this crisis? Well, it isn't to pander to racism, xenophobia, or to resort to futile stunts and identitarian vigilantism. In fact, that only emboldens leftists and the institutions they control to pursue their policies with more vigour. 
prolonging their delusion that they have the moral high ground. You're also not going to convince reasonable-minded people by becoming right-wing social justice warriors. It just turns people off. Listen, the individual migrants aren't to blame for trying to escape to a better life. If I lived in a poverty-stricken African country, I'd try to do the same, and so would you. But again, that's economic migration. It's not refugees fleeing war-torn countries. It's fundamentally dishonest to call... So in other words, that's, that's, that's not what's happening here. These people aren't like war-torn refugees trying to flee... What Now, there's a whole lot of Christians that I'm sure would love to be able to do this, but they don't have the, the 1500 Who knows how the ill-gotten gain these devils had to do to get the $1,500 euros in order to get over here. Just them being fighting age of, of, of Muslim men, I mean, granted, but then they're getting their ways paid. So a lot of them probably aren't having to come up with any out-of-pocket money as long as they, they agree to go to work for ISIS. And if they're already a Muslim and they're promised all this garbage, and then if they're told, oh, hey, if you die, you get your 17 virgins, or I'm sorry, seven, 72 virgins and white-skinned boys, they always leave that part out because that's part of the deal, okay? Because you got to have that element in there. Well, then what's the, what's the problem? What's the downside? There is no downside. A refugee crisis when it's not. 85% of migrants arriving in Italy are men. The vast majority of them are from countries that are not at war. But migrants... I didn't see one woman. I mean, I know he said 85, but on those pontoon boats, they were all black men of fighting age. It looked like an army of men. That's what it looked like. So I'm just saying, I mean, I didn't see one woman didn't create this crisis the political elite so what are they going to turn to they don't have any women of their own obviously they're going to turn to the local population and view them as fair game they view them as worse than dogs anyway right they're, they're non-infidel they're infidel um non uh non-muslim infidel dogs they're fair game and rape away created it leftist ngos created it they created it because they fundamentally hate western values and are quite prepared to it's the same people that trump just chastised the other day when he said you need to all be paying your fair share to nato because you have all of all of these countries are in arrears to all the money and they're and they're saying america's had to do all of this extra and i'm not saying nato's good nato's horrible but he did say that, and he and he, then he also said, I'm not going to sign the, I think, I hope he goes through it and says, I'm not going to sign the uh, Paris Climate Treaty thing, which would have just infuriated all of them. Whereas Obama would just go along with whatever they, they ever said. And again, I'm not saying Trump's perfect, but I'm saying that did happen. That is a fact. Okay, now whether he flip-flops on that, I don't know. But they hate his guts already, guaranteed. Destroy them to remain in power. Europe's loss of faith in its own achievements and culture. The continent's demographic collapse. This guilt-ridden self-immolation. This suicidal virtue signaling that led to Merkel to swing the borders wide open. It's all based on an existential crisis engineered by the leftist political elite. Ensconced in ivory towers and luxury hotels, shuttled between banquets and private parties by their chauffeurs. They don't have to live amongst the societal crises that they create. They don't care about the impact millions of unassimilated migrants have on society or culture. They only care about power. It's, show, it's showing the aftermath of, of one of the uh, 
when, when the migrants go through there and all the trash and the and, i mean they're literally leaving mattresses in the streets trash these are the biggest savage pigs you can possibly imagine they have no respect for I, they don't i mean their their own countries are like hell holes if you've ever seen any kind of documentaries on them and they sure aren't going to have any respect for non-muslim countries so they're savages they're 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 literally of a of a of a savage type just a um like a demon with two legs and two arms basically is kind of what you're dealing with here for the most part east what defined the west rule of law equality with the empty platitudes of tolerance and diversity and it's been catastrophic. The EU wants to force member states to accept more migrants. More migrants. Globalists will for will force EU to accept more Muslim. It's showing a picture of a mosque here. I'm assuming it's in Europe. Eastern EU EU nations rebel against globalist program. I mean, it is a ton of migrants, man. Or migrants, now I'm saying it. Uh, Muslim devils, I'm sorry. I need to be more politically correct. And they're all, you know, doing their whatever, their prayer things and bowing to Allah and they're all on their hands and knees and I mean it is it looks like a church they've taken over and I mean it, it's it's wall to wall I mean it is a gigantic church wall to wall all worshiping that devil moon god Allah Macron is threatening sanctions on Poland for refusing to do that the only solution is to Poland is one of the nations over there that has not been capitulating to what's going on they've really given a lot of pushback to the muslims so credit to them and there and i know there are some other european countries over there but they're they're trying to all be you know strong arm and forced to comply and say no 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 you need to take your fair share of these devils you know we, we need to have this destabilization complete and we can't have other countries that are viewed as safe havens for other people to flee to we want them all to be equally hellish a hellish hellhole that you know where there's nowhere to run that's because that's the, the way they bring in the new world order they don't want any safe havens you know they they just want nowhere to run type of thing turf out those political elites and prosecute the ngos for their criminal activity the solution is to provide incentives for these migrants to stay in their home countries the solution is to push for a political settlement that unites libya something that's moving closer to fruition. A unification that empowers a single authority to plug the leak by arresting and jailing the people smugglers. This will also stop the flood of migrants from other African countries entering Libya in the first place. And if it's proven that members of NGOs have been coordinating with people smugglers, arrest and jail them too. Don't well, of course they're all in collusion. So I mean, you'd really need to take down the whole the whole network. But in order to do that, you'd have to take down the globalists, really, because I think if you took down the people smugglers, they just find other people smugglers that would do the job for them. They would they would find some workaround. These NGOs sponsored by George Soros. So, uh, you know, yeah, great. I agree with what you're saying, but you, <laughs> you're going to have to take down the the globalists as well in order to most likely stop it. Now, but again, if Christians were I didn't even know about it. I had no idea it was going on to this extent. If Christians were praying about this on a mass scale, this could be stopped. I believe prayer could just stop this, you know. But again, you know, we're, we're not even aware to even pray about it. And that's a big reason this ministry exists. Incentivize people smuggling by allowing NGO boats to be on standby to ferry these migrants into Europe at the drop of a hat. Italy could I mean, be I'm about... I'm trying, I haven't seen one woman yet on one of these boats. 
I'm trying to look for one woman. He said 85% of them are men. I don't, I mean, I'm just saying, I haven't seen one. I don't know if they're padding that statistic too. To prosecute these aid agencies, we need to keep the pressure up to ensure that happens. There's an election in Italy next year. Polls show Beppe Grillo's five-star movement with a slender lead over the ruling center-left party. The five-star movement has called out NGOs for providing a taxi service to migrants. If they take power, the racket is over and the aid... I pray that five-star movement wins is all I would say because obviously that did just not happen in uh, Paris and whether they totally rigged it or whether it was a... Com I'm sure that they... It was a combination, but supposedly it was this gigantic landslide, you know. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. If Mandalore's will be done above all else. But this guy that has a slim lead right now in that has already called the NGOs out. He knows what's going on, evidently, and he would probably try to bring a stop to it. Now, does that mean they wouldn't just try to divert to another country? Yeah, but that might be a far greater hassle because you've got a lot more nautical miles to travel and logistically, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but anything to throw a monkey wrench into their plans, I'm for. Agencies will face prosecution. The flood of migrants into Europe from Libya will cease. France chose virtual national suicide by voting for Macron. Yes. But Italy still has an opportunity to save itself and possibly the rest of the continent by electing Beppe Grillo. Look, free... I'm sure the Pope would be totally against that guy. Because anything, I mean, he's obviously been unbelievably pro. Let them all come in demonizing anybody that would you know it's not christian to keep all of these devils out who want to kill us and slit our throats and and, are, and who, who are mass slaughtering christians on a daily basis it's not christian to keep them out that are mass slaughtering the very people that he says he's the leader of meaning the pope is the leader of the christians of the, of the free world which is about the the biggest joke i've ever heard but that's how he would consider himself speech protests are going to do f all to stop these migrants pouring in every day railing against the symptoms railing against islam and hey i'm guilty as charged for doing that but it doesn't count for anything we need to stop these boats we need criminal prosecutions and a permanent change well true i mean if if they if the ngos the these people aren't going to get here on their own Okay, they're not. They're 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 not going to get. I mean, I'm not saying they're not might, might not be a trickle of them. They'll find some way, but not like this. I mean, this is like gold red carpet. You know, uh, come one, come all. We're going to give you every way to get here, every opportunity. We're even going to pay your way if you join ISIS. You know, um, it would it would probably cut it down by ninety nine point nine percent the amount of of illegals actually getting into these other countries of policy the cultural identity of europe is already being eviscerated this isn't about race it's about the survival of our fundamental values and our way of life we need to stop the bleeding now before it's too late